Welcome everyone to the post draft podcast for Dynasty Time 2022. We did it, everyone, and we got a full crew here. My co host uh, is here, of course. Logan, welcome. Hello. It's great to be with you here, fellow co host, and look at all of the wonderful non host guests we have joining us. This is lovely. It's great. Let's go around the horn. Uh, we have uh, Bobby FC, uh, hey. our, our other video on the Zoom call. What the fuck? Hey, happy to be here. I don't think I was on a podcast at all last year, so I'll try and uh, be a little more active this year. Yeah, great. Great to see you here. Uh, also, we have Paul E. King, uh, who seems to be having some internet issues, but we'll see if he can handle it. I believe he's on mute right now. And then uh someone you might might recognize might know from days gone by uh dan is here he has found his way back onto the podcast somehow i'm back in the club thanks for having me guys i appreciate it hey i think i uh i'm taking this as a good sign i'm gonna start out slow this year and then i'm gonna finish really strong and win the championship so i'll be you know i'll be hit or miss kind of first six eight weeks of the year and then really come on strong towards the end but i'll pop in every now and then to Give give Paul some shit, Paul Paul uh, Little Buff Boys. That is your arch rival, and, and Craig too. Just just because. Yeah, you have a lot of, a lot of hatred in the league. Uh, it's it's nice to hear that you have some confidence going in uh, into the season. Uh, that's, I feel that's good about I feel good about my chances against everybody except for Logan. Should we just get it out of the way? Let's get it out of the way. Logan's team is fucking amazing. Logan's Logan's team will make the playoffs in a 16 team league in a 16 team playoff a hundred percent of the time. It's amazing. That's pretty yeah. That's just math. Also, I will make it a hundred percent of the time in an 18 playoff too. (laughs) I think you make it a hundred percent of the time in my 10 team two quarterback league. Just not true. Uh, the math doesn't back that up. It's like 85 percent. Actually, I think it's technically 87 percent, but the reality is is there's a lot of talk during the draft and, and yeah, let's call a spade a spade. Like my team's fucking loaded. Like that's okay. There's still a long season ahead. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but before everyone just like gets all pissy about it, like, Hey, just like a little bit of credit where credit's due that, you know, I built this bad boy and I built it for the long haul. All those keepers got them for a long time. We're just getting started here. Welcome to the NWO dynasty, everybody. Come along for the ride. To be fair, you can only keep them for like two years, so I'm not that worried, but, you know, fair enough. Hey, that dynasty pot will feel pretty good no matter what. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> so that's what you were playing at all last year. I see what you're doing. So we, we have the two ends of the spectrum already in, in year one of new, uh, or I guess you two, but you know what I mean? After first year of, of the new league, we have... NWO who got picks, had good keepers already, stacked them up, and now is absolutely loaded. And then we have the Jutang clan who honestly cannot feel the full team to start each week of guys who are actually going to play in that game, which is highly concerning week one of a 17-week season. Or Jutang clan. I th- their running backs projected, I'm looking at, and this is just their their entire team uh, adds up to about ten points. I don't think that's good. So I could honestly, be wrong. This is just you know this is just fantasy pros breakdown of of his team here. But overall, sixteen out of sixteen starters, sixteen out of sixteen bench, sixteen out of sixteen QB, sixteen out of sixteen RB, sixteen out of sixteen. Oh, wide receivers. Hey, we're coming on strong, everybody. Eight out of 16. Well, well done, guys. Tight ends, 15 out of 16. Superflex, 15 out of 16. But we bring it home strong with defense, with the number two defense in the league. And they're going to have to be damn good to stop a lot of scoring that's going to go up against them this year. This is like, what do you do with this? Are you, do you make, does he have to pay next year too now? Like, what's the reaction to this situation? well he hasn't quit yet so that's good i don't know i mean this is insane 
I, I, we've never seen anything like this. If, if there was ever a case for paying two years in advance, I think this is it. I didn't see it coming either. Like, did he, I know he's sold, but this is next level. I don't know. It's not good. Um, you know, who's, who's pretty good is Bobby FC. Bobby really? FC. At, you. you know, my power rankings have you at 11th. Yeah, that's all right. I've got some, I've got some First guys thing quarterback here. though. Yeah. 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 I've got some guys on here like Juju Smith Schuster who should be pretty decent and who did absolutely nothing last year. So, you know, that happens. Picked up Josh Allen and then Joe Flacco. Can you talk about the Joe Flacco pick? You, you excited about that one? No, not at all. Just Zach Wilson happens to be hurt. And I guess I needed a second quarterback. Um, I really, I pretty much decided get Josh Allen. And if he gets hurt, the season's over. No big deal. Um, so there's no, there's no backup plan. Um, and Joe Flacco is just there because I needed to pick somebody at the end. Um, so yep. I think this is a very solidly built team. I, I don't know why it's 11th in the power rankings when you have Josh Allen in this league. I think he's going to be the leading scorer on the season. I think running backs, sure, nothing surprising or, you know, earth shattering James Conner, David Montgomery, two solid starters should be relevant most of the year. And then I think really solid wide receivers. I think Keenan Allen's going to have a huge year. I think as much as Jesse Palmer, or whoever the hell this slot wide receiver is, is getting talked about. Uh, Mike Williams got the new contract. I think Keenan Allen's going to have another super strong year. So I think Bob's going to be there again. He seems to make the playoffs every year, right? So why are we going to rule him out now? He's like Tom Brady. Thank, thank you. The, the, goal, the goal is definitely always just to get to the playoffs. And then obviously I always flame out is the problem. However, obviously I need to take a page out of Dan's book, Logan's book, somebody else, anybody. And if I get there this year, gotta gotta push all the chips in and make some trades and make some things happen. My problem is that I just am not aggressive enough when it comes to the team. Is like, is it gonna is it gonna go all the way? Is it gonna falter at the end? I don't I don't push the chips in. So that's got to change one of these years. We'll see. I think sure. that, that that poses an interesting question too because. The level of aggressiveness that everyone took going into the draft with mm-hmm. how they were discussing and making trades and positioning themselves for the draft was super interesting because I don't think anyone actually knew what value was for basically anyone. Um, and as a result, I think you had some people being really aggressive trying to do some things and other people who were like, yeah, I'm just going to sit this one out. Um I'm curious for those those people who haven't had pre-draft trading before on on the wonderful pod here. What's the instant reaction to the day that was, or the last couple of days, but especially today? Um, at least from my end, I wasn't paying attention at all, and I just totally skipped it this year because I've got. I'm not I can't I can't claim to be as busy as all of you with kids and stuff like that obviously not but just I just wasn't paying attention and next year I definitely will um but yeah so I I can't really comment uh, if people were doing crazy shit I don't know good let's, let's see what happens for the first time you know <laughs> yeah I think I, I was ex- I think this was, it was about what I expected I as someone who's probably the most active I'm not gonna lie I think I talked to 14 other people like today alone um, and made like five trades. I think I heard, I, I got both ends of the spectrum, right? I mean, I, I got Kyler Murray for an eighth round pick. I know Logan's going to tell me that I overpaid where I don't give a shit. I got Kyler Murray for an eighth round pick captured for my first at nine. He was the guy I would have taken there anyway, whatever. Um, I, I guaranteed it. I think he just answered your question. I guaranteed it. And I had uh, 12 picks in the first seven rounds. So felt good about that, but I still really struggle with a guy like Kyler Murray going for that cheap. There were plenty of other deals, um, but that's what we wanted. We wanted more activity, more engagement, even though I think Scott, we kind of talked about this a little bit, like the slack was felt a little quiet. I do think, I mean, a lot of people were engaged. I mean, like I said, I reached out to like 14 different people and heard back um, and people were engaged. So I think that's really positive for going forward. And now that we have some data points, 
I think that'll help, um, you know, do some things. And I think you can see how it can really pay off and you can see how it will really hurt. And I wasn't going to do this with Paul on the call, but I'm going to harp on it over and over again. I mean, Debo Samuel was like one of the best values in the entire league in terms of keeper value being worth a fifth and then a fourth the following year. And he traded him for a second round pick. And just to clarify, he's actually worth a sixth, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. Worth a sixth And then a fifth, I mean, quite possibly the most insane trade I think I've ever seen um, given the circumstance, like literally gave him away. And I'm in order to keep Jordan love it, it mind blowing to me. And I love Logan. I, I think Logan is a great individual and a great liberal human being. Um, but what in the actual fuck that had to have turned some heads. Debo Samuel had 300 points last year in our fantasy league. He was, what was he like the third highest score in the whole freaking league Were the six round pick? All right, I'm done. Scott, take it away. I mean, to be fair, he did get a second round pick out of it. So if he doesn't like Debo, he got a second rounder who Debo's probably going in the second round, right? But why wouldn't you just so. keep him for a freaking sixth? Well, Let's want to pull up the draft and see who went in the sixth round. He clearly didn't Hunter, like Hunter Renfro and Kareem Hunt. So that, that's yeah. the comp there for Debo Samuel. I mean, Renfro's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we, we know how much you love Renfro. Let's stop yeah. ripping on Renfro. We're making Logan sad. Hey, I uh, took him. I, I, I knew I do it. I, I am the opposite. I, I'm surprised how much activity there was, especially in this league. There's not a lot of trades usually. And hot damn, there were a lot of trades today. Um, I The value thing is just so hard, um, especially when you're doing things like the second round pick for the Debo thing. Or Dan with the DeAndre Swift trade, it's like, okay, that's a third and you're giving up a second. And it's just like my head starts to explode. Um, but I don't know. I don't. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, I don't have the same issue with kind of giving away the players because you have to give up the pick anyway. So it's not like, like Kyler went for an eighth round pick. He went for a first and an eighth, really. Um, which is seems like what he should go for. Totally um, understand. And, and I, uh, just because the Swift, I'm not too worried about it. Just because the Swift deal was mine, I think I agree with you. I mean, it felt, but it felt a little weird. However, he had so many extra middle round picks that what is he yeah. going to get with that? Right? He, he's going to have a hard decision every week on which mediocre running back to start. So he said, "All right, let me let me use one of them, move up to get a guy who probably." would have gone in the first round, you know, late end of the first round, early second in the, in the draft to guarantee that he gets them. So, you know, that, that, that to me makes more sense than seriously just giving away like one of the best keepers in the entire league. So, but I hear you, Scott, I don't have major issues with Logan. I guess my, my question to you as someone who's done it, like, how did we do? Did we, did we, did we hit good value here? Or did we just I mean, totally fuck everything I'm, up? Other than Dan just giving away an eighth round draft pick for no reason whatsoever, I think everyone did a pretty good job. Um, no, I, honestly, I think this is today or the last kind of day and a half, two days is kind of what had like generally kind of happens in this, um, which makes it more fun. I think the, I don't know if it's the most fair or technically the best, but to me, the best part about fantasy football is than talking the back and forth, the trading, the draft and things like that. Setting your lineup and just going through the motions is enjoyable, but it's not nearly as much fun as all of that. And so you basically are building in an extra opportunity to, to do that. Um, and I thought overall, it's good. There's always the risk with the value, I think too, because when you think to the value changes literally over time, because Unlike the trade deadline during the regular season, when the trade deadline in the regular season hits, you still have the player on your team that you can in theory use or leverage. If you're up against the deadline, like with, you know, I'll use me example because I didn't pay close enough attention to all the other trades with Cortland Sutton. Like if I don't get, I'm literally giving him away for nothing if I don't get something. And so 
the calculus of his value changes versus the trade deadline where if I don't trade up, well, at least I play him. And then it gets into this game where that Debo deal, like we had that deal done a long time ago, but we also didn't want to like signal to everyone what we were doing because then it shoots the value of our own players at the same time. And so, yeah, there's stuff that just makes it difficult, but I think it's fun. I also think it wouldn't be really fun. I don't know when it can happen. And I know you've said this before too. How much fun would today have been in like a destination draft setting where we're all together, just like hanging out, having fun, having some drinks. Draft is at night and the day leading up to it is just this sort of stuff in person. I think that would be a freaking blast. So that was a very long answer to say, I think it went well. Bobby, the the one thing that we always get is, especially now 16 teams, keepers, everything, the worry is that the draft is going to be bad. Yeah. And when you add in trades, I think the worry was, oh, God, all these players who wouldn't have been kept are now going to be out of the draft. Did you feel like the draft was worse? No. Actually, like, I was... like visibly worse? I don't know. No, I was fairly pleased. So obviously – maybe scott's asking me this question because me because more than most people i am really here i really enjoy the draft i don't really enjoy trying to do kind of dan trades and stuff like that wheeling and dealing constantly i just like drafting and so i'm in some ways kind of a a dinosaur and a bad fit for the way this league is going uh but no i didn't think there was a significant uh drop in you know players available players worth um yeah no i i didn't i didn't that was maybe a concern and i don't think it really diluted the draft pool too badly so no not not too worried definitely helped that we couldn't keep first rounders right that that first first 12 picks or so like that's legit players where in the past that would be like third rounders being picked I agree. Yeah. That was actually, I, I don't remember the thought process that went into that exactly, but that was, well, that was a great idea because really what we get excited about a lot of times is those first two rounds. So as long as you don't dilute the talent in the first two rounds too much, there's still plenty to be excited about always. You know, I was looking at third overall pick and I had all of these people to choose from. I was like, holy crap. It was definitely better than in some yeah. I think in the past, looking, yeah, that third pick could be like, yeah, absolute shit. Yeah, you're if you're in the past, if you were drafting at the end of the first round, you were looking at wide receiver fifteen. You know, <laughs> it's not right. great. <laughs> this was this was yeah. Well, draft was good. Draft was good. Yeah, I I think it actually surprised me too because people knew that the first round was going to be better. Some of the keepers that were potential keepers that were not kept, or the lack of quarterbacks that were kept. Honestly, like not to bring up my Kyler Murray deal again, but I kind of thought there would be a couple more quarterbacks kept. So I was like, all right, well, if I don't secure my quarterback now, what's going to happen in the second round? So I think that's maybe what I misforecasted a little bit. Um, I thought maybe some of the guys would have been capped. Having said that, Elster couldn't have capped two good quarterbacks. And I think there was another situation where someone had a good quarterback that he physically couldn't keep him. So that may have been a little bit more unique, but um we still got quarterbacks early, right? Josh Allen went three, Lamar six, Mahomes seven, and Russell Wilson ended up going 12 after I had Kyler Murray as a keeper um, as nine. So, and then Tom Brady, number 16. Yeah. That was a little surprising to me, but still, still a lot of quarterbacks up top. For sure. For sure. The super flex, man. I don't know. It's it throws everything for a loop, makes it hard. I I love it. Like I love that these quarterbacks are actually a thought. Because think about it, if the, if you don't do super flex, like nobody's picking these guys till like the fourth fifth round, and it's just a crapshoot. Now I, I I do think it's interesting. As much as the league I thought was gonna value quarterbacks, how much people were trying to sell their quarterbacks. Um, including me, like I didn't keep Dak at a first, um, and we'll see. That that could totally bone me because now I now I have one quarterback instead. So we'll see. 
I think don't it just love it. adds to the. I mean, we we can just be honest about it. This league is super complicated, <laughs> and like hard. It's maybe a hard league. Maybe complicated is not the right word, but it's hard. There's mm-hmm. so many teams and unique rules, and like it's just it makes you think all the way through about what you're gonna do. And like so many times, and, and and with the short benches too, there were so many picks later on where I was like, oh, I would love to have some. And like, oh, nope, I got one spot left and it's got to be, I need a defense. Like it just, it, I think it rewards you for being like really thoughtful and taking appropriate levels of risk along the way. And I think it's a lot of fun. So I'm happy. And I'm not just saying that because I'll probably go undefeated this year. <laughs> Probably. Uh, no, I, I think it's funny. Like we've been doing it for what, 15 years or longer. Jesus. Uh, this is what year 17. Yeah. At this point. Oh my God. Holy crap. Um, and like the basics of the league haven't changed much. I mean, we changed a bunch a couple of years ago. We don't have one year multi-year keepers anymore, Bobby. <laughs> um, but other than that, like, but it's hilarious. I mean, even Dan, like Dan knows the rules better than anyone. And he's still texting me with like, but what if this happens? And I have to be like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I usually have an answer, but not always. Um, yeah, we've just changed. I mean, we we did change some stuff with the keeper rules. Actually, we we kind of simplified it with the keeper did, rules yeah. themselves. But then when you add in the trading element, because now we're we're quintupling the amount of trades that are going to happen over the course of a 12-month period, right? Because really, it used to be trades during the season and then after keepers were done, which was zero, right? So now that we're adding this this trading in the offseason, we're quadrupling, quintupling, whatever you want to call it, um, how many trades are going to happen. So we had to make some level of complexity with a traded player that's already been kept as to not keep a player out of the draft for, you know, his whole career. Like we've had issues with him. Now, I shouldn't say issues, but we've had some challenge within the past. So I think Scott's done a nice job of getting it to a point where once we're a year or two in, I think it'll be very, very clear. And I think everybody will realize that being involved in the offseason is extremely important. And if you lump that in, Bobby, with the draft itself, right? So if you make kind of the day of or the couple of days leading up to the draft part of the draft process, yeah. I think combined it makes it way more fun. And I know you have to be able to be engaged and I work at my desk all day and could have slack up on one of my three screens. So that helps me a big time. Um but I do think that if we could ever get together if we, we just get it over casually trying to brag about the number of screens that you have. Oh totally. You should see the size of them. <laughs> all right. That's said. all just carry huge. on. Huge. Huge. No, but actually that's a that's huge. a good point. That, that's a good point, Dan. I actually um, I think somebody maybe made that argument a long time ago that this was, well, for those of us who were worried about the draft, this is a way to make the draft more fun and all of that actually to, you know, the lead up to the draft and all of that. And even though I didn't really participate this year in the future, I think that is, I, I that makes sense to me. And I think that's a very good point um, because there have been times where partially because of the dilution of the talent pool, with the keepers and all of this stuff that the draft was starting to feel a little more like an afterthought compared to what kind of goes on during the uh, season. And this is maybe one way for all the people who like to wheel and deal and the people who like to just focus on the draft. Like this is a nice common solution um, maybe for all of us. So no, I'm, I'm pretty impressed so far. I think the one thing not to lose on this too is in theory, it makes it so going into the draft, if you decide you want to kind of go for it, even if your team is not in a good spot, you're not like out of it, like before the draft even starts. Right. Like, I think who like uh, league camps, like they had like no picks yeah. and like a bunch of mid round picks, but super active, made some trades, moved some stuff around and or able to put themselves in a position, even after giving up a lot last year, to not be 
off, like not be just awful, which could have very easily happened given kind of the situation they started, they were in literally 24 hours ago. And so it gives yeah. everyone who wants to be engaged and trying to get better a chance to do that, which is fun. And league camps is probably going to go one and zero because they played Jutain Clan in the first round. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, Logan, that's a great. I was actually just looking at them as well. I mean, first first glance, obviously their only quarterback is Justin Fields, so take that how you'd like. But they have you know four solid wide receivers that they can then use to to make a move or two throughout the year. So he's positioned himself to actually compete and not throw away the entire year. Um, I will say, and I don't know if Elster had just made up his mind from the beginning that he was you know, fire selling, but I do feel like, you know, there might've been a little more opportunity there. I mean, I guess we'll never know. And I'm sure he tried. Um, and that was maybe a unique circumstance where you literally trade like what your first three picks, you know, first three round picks. That's maybe not advised, um, all the time, but you know, we'll see how that, that ends up playing out. Um, I want to just shout out freelancers. I kind of said it on the on the draft. This dude's been beaten the hell the last few years. I think it I means Scott knows, like he's been at the bottom for a while, and he finally put it together. And I think he's got a really really strong team. Um, and it also brings me to another point. Why did Tyreek Hill fall so far? Am I missing something? Like I was deciding between Mike Evans and Tyreek Hill, and I took Evans. And I, I regret that. I, I should have taken Tyreek Hill. I don't know why I didn't. But then he fell five more picks or six more picks. What What is up? Be, and then it falls into I mean, Lance's lap. Didn't we answer that during the draft? He has no eyes and no right. <laughs> Oh, good point. Paul, Paul in court somehow learned yeah. that Tyreek Hill's going to die in a year. I think they <laughs> so call it actually. I'm not I mean, sure. You're right. I mean, in week one, he's ranked as like, 11th 10th or 11th uh wide receiver so and he went late third round yeah yeah so i I have to i have to address this because i definitely picked i was choosing between him and keenan allen and um Mm -hmm. i always prefer like (laughs) boring uh players who consistently catch a lot of balls and put up the same number of points every week which is exactly keenan allen is like obviously the prototypical bobby fc player in that respect but so Tyreek Hill, I also would have picked if he had been there and Keenan Allen had been gone. But so two things. One, um, <laughs> like, look, he's very good. They also have Jalen Waddle there. And so if Jalen Waddle is catching, he's <laughs> he got a ridiculous amount of targets last year. Um, and uh, Jalen Waddle's catching everything underneath. Tyreek Hill is still going to occasionally catch a bomb or whatever, but he's got two a throwing to him. He doesn't have Mahomes throwing to him anymore and um the inconsistency of if Waddle's swallowing up a decent number of those targets then you've got Tyreek Hill just catching bombs and that makes for inconsistent weeks which I do not like so that's why I can say specifically I picked Keenan Allen over him but I do think he was otherwise the next best receiver on the board certainly top 10 so I don't know yeah. how I don't know how Travis Kelsey dropped or wherever the hell Logan picked him. So yeah, <laughs> I mean that was I, I was going to bring that up next. And Bobby, for the record, I agree with you 100. That's why I took Mike Evans. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, let's get on that because the first tight end off the board was not Travis Kelsey. It was not Kyle Pitts. Was freaking Mark Andrews taken by who? Scott? It's Craig. 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 Yes. What I mean, Mark world. Andrews was number one last year. What can you say? I could say that that is going to bite Craig in the ass. <laughs> I mean, I have to agree, although the fact that um, Hollywood Brown's gone, there's probably going to be some targets up for grabs that could go to Mark, uh, Mark Andrews. On the other hand, I agree. I would have picked Kelsey first because obviously Mahomes also lost Tyree Kill, and you have to like Kelsey – grabbing some of those um targets from like you know juju and whoever the hell else they have i don't know mccall hardman you know exactly i think it's a similar situation bobby like you say but who's the better passer right i mean Mahomes versus Lamar. and you know yes you're right scott mark andrews was fantastic last year and i was going to give craig shit no matter who he took in the first or second or eighth round um but 
Kelsey was legit. If I wasn't going to trade for Murray, I would have taken Travis Kelsey at my ninth overall pick. So that's just maybe I'm an idiot. Logan will tell me in a minute, but that's uh, kind of how I saw it. Logan, what do you think? No, it was it was funny as it like started kind of coming around and I looked at this the the board and I'm like, okay, I pick in five picks. What am I going to do? Four picks all the way through, and it, I I I'll admit I I went through probably about eight billion different kind of like mock scenarios if what I do and every single time was a quarterback in the first round and then whatever running back was the best available in the second because that's just makes the most sense and there was this weird moment of dread I'm like oh shit they're gonna actually make me take him aren't they and then I don't know what I'm gonna do and <laughs> like it was there and so I did it I'm happy I did it um clearly it through the plans for for a loop but i'm not upset by it but it was it was it was almost similar to last year as we're cruising through the second round and no one is taking quarterbacks and scott is sitting there at the end of the second top of the third and i'm just like like filled with so much anger and angst that every single person is just going to just let scott win this league <laughs> sure enough and so I'm hoping that that is what happens again this year for me. It was the same exact feeling because there was like there, I was not last year. I was not planning on picking two quarterbacks and then you get to that spot and you're just like, shit, like, how do you not do that? Yeah, you have to. And so with Kelsey, same idea. I, I don't, I'm surprised he dropped like digs was a stretch maybe, but I don't blame like Nick Chubb going or like, I don't feel bad about picking Kamara because Again, as I told you guys, I don't pick a running back there. I don't have a pick till the fifth round. Like, I need a fucking running back. You need to see in in practice now why it happened. Like, I don't think anyone made a wrong pick. Yeah, it just kind of fell. It just kind of like happened. I think the only one that would be the question, and I don't, I won't hate on it the way that Dan did, is if you're going to take a tight end, like, is it? Mark Andrews versus Kelsey. I'll be honest, though, come to think of it, if he would have taken Kelsey and Mark Andrews was sitting there, probably would have taken Andrews then, too. So, like, especially already having Lamar. So it's just one of those things where we'll see. But also now my running backs aren't that great. And if they all suck and they cost me, then you can all laugh the fact that I've wasted up my second round pick on a tight end. That's never well, going to happen because Kelsey's going to put up 300 points. So I wouldn't really worry about it. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to feign modesty. <laughs> we've seen, I think we've seen the Mahomes Kelsey connection be a little more uh, bulletproof than uh, the Lamar Andrews. But to be fair, last time I gave Craig this much shit about something, uh, Ezekiel Elliott versus Christian McCaffrey, it worked out really nicely for him. So that's probably a good omen for, for Mr. CR Pies. Uh, but yeah, well, I'll, I'll personally be watching that one throughout the season. Welcome to your My Fantasy League live draft. Sorry, yes. I just I just opened the draft back up. Someone's going back into the draft. All right. You I can go. See, uh, I want to see. To go, you can see go the ahead. draft results if you go to reports, league, oh. and then draft results. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that is a like table, a little <laughs> bit easier to look at. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you. No, I was going to say, I I think the only pick for me that was a little bit surprising with, um, so there was Mark Andrews, um, which we already discussed. I still think we can make fun of uh, whoever it was that took Tom Brady at the end of the first round when Kelsey's still sitting there, only because like Brady's not bad. And if you're really worried about your quarterback situation, I mean, it's fine. But also Brady's 45 fucking years old at this point. And there were other quarterbacks on the board i'm picking travis kelsey ahead of a whole bunch of people there like every single time tom brady being one of them um aaron jones maybe uh that's, i don't know who else yeah, I mean, Herb, not herbert definitely not herbert maybe, maybe even chubb if you unless you really needed a running back there i mean kelsey's a lock for 300 points i mean how, how many guys can especially say in that? this league yeah, no, that's what I mean. That's what I, I mean. I told you how much I love the tight end premium. God, I know. Yeah, me now too. Logan's a big fan. Me too. Me too. I used run to those, be. Run those two tight end sets, baby, all day. <laughs> this, this does feel like the first year in a while I've kind of ignored tight end. It's not my style. 
As, but you know, I say that, but hey, Cole Komet, baby, let's go. I Actually, will say, Bobby, yeah. Tom Brady has been incredible. The last, I mean, yeah. he's been so good. The last two years, I think he had 40 touchdowns. Yeah, 40 touchdowns each of the last two years. Okay. He's going to die 40, eventually, With 4,600 yards and almost 5,000 yards last year. I mean, All right. That's and, and his team All is, right. I mean, and, and their team is ridiculous. I mean, they have Evans, Godwin, and now they have Julio. And, I mean, they're just, their offensive line is top five again. I mean, and. and That's fair. All right. Yeah. That's fair. I actually didn't know he threw that many TDs partially because so i guess i know the mike evans connection obviously but i didn't know he was personally responsible for that many tds i thought fournette took more of them than i realized um because in this league in particular passing tds are important and passing yards simply are not so that that makes i guess that that makes more sense then that was actually that was my concern about if um who i was going to pick top you know third overall pick who's going to go before me I really wanted a quarterback. I didn't want to have to deal with the situation last year, even if it's a bad strategy overall to pick a quarterback that high. I was so angry fucking looking at Matt Ryan put up nine points a week or whatever. And that made us, it was just miserable. So I, I was like, well, if Josh Allen's not there, do I think about Mahomes? And I said, no, absolutely not. Because if he puts up so many yards, but passing yards aren't worth shit in this league, passing touchdowns are. So I guess that's a, that is a very good point about Tom Brady. Then I didn't know he threw that many TDs. Yeah, I think when you look at high volume passers with with touchdown to interception ratio, he's yeah. got to be you know the okay. top. Um, so you sure. know, and, and so I I don't don't get me wrong. I tend to agree with you that Kelsey probably is who I would have taken there. Um, but or, or he could have taken Kelsey and Tom Brady instead of Nick Chubb. Right. Um, right. But who knows what that that I don't even know who the Cleveland quarterback is to be honest, which. I know that doesn't really matter a ton if you have a good running back and a good offensive line, but if teams are just going to gang up on the run against them for the whole season, Chubb feels a little high at 2.1 when, when Kelsey was sitting on the board. Um, yeah. But Misfits, as Scott knows, uh, has a way of surprising people in this league since he's joined a few years ago. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to rule that out. And of course he has Deshaun Watson now, um so we can we can all rag on him for that for at least another two three years because he'll be on his team now for three years um and then he's got kelvin ridley who did the had the audacity to bet on sports um so now he's got to hang on to him for a but at least he, at least he didn't sexually assault anyone that's right yeah allegedly yeah. allegedly logan allegedly <laughs> ridley was proven to have bet on on sports watson was just alleged you're right silly me <laughs> well, uh, hey, before I mean, we go, I want to talk about Scott's team. We haven't talked about Scott's team yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horn oh, Cobb TD, defending champs, our commissioner. The look on his face right now, he's dejected. He does not love his team. He has Marcus Mariota as the second quarterback. <laughs> he has Tyler Algiers or some sort of disease. I don't know as that one is. of his <laughs> running backs. Uh, honestly, Scott, I, I don't know. I think it's all Geyer. Three or four guys on your squad. Yeah. However, however, if Alvin Kamara is who he thought he was, that changes everything. Because then you have a potential top quarterback, a potential top five running back, and fucking Cooper Cup again. Anything is possible with that 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 trio, in my opinion. I want to hear Logan's thoughts, though. On his high horse now, we're all building Logan up. Your top competition, maybe? Corn Cobb TD still? What do you think? No. They're okay. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm feeling great. Like, could they be good? Sure. Could they be not great? Maybe. Could they be average? Probably. You know? I mean, I, I love it. Here. The championship team started last year with McCaffrey, Dak, and Justin Herbert. That's insane compared to what I got today. So it's a totally different situation. Uh, this is bad. Cup's going to come back to earth. Kamara's going to go to jail. Marcus Mariota is going to retire. Tyler Allgaier, 
he's not even a real person, I don't think. So this is this is unfortunate. I picked the Patriots defense. Like what? I don't know what I'm doing. To be fair, last year you thought your big three were those guys you just mentioned, and then Cooper Cup comes out of nowhere. As sure. like maybe fifth, that's Traylon Burks this year. Yeah. But um, but my point is if you compare those top three last year to your top three now with Herbert, Kamara, and Cup it's not as big of a gap as you think it is when you compare just those top three. The reason your team went nuts last year was because of the emergence of cup. So didn't hurt. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, right. I'm going to drop him in like a week. Uh, no, I think, excuse me. What's interesting as I look at this, this league, you got premier conference. I think division one should be the legends because they're like the champion goes there. And then the leader should be division two. Although, wow, if you look at division two, what a shithole division. <laughs> you have Jutane Clan, who's basically not playing. Green Hell, who said this is the worst team they've ever had, which is saying something. Misfits, who's tanking. And League Camps, who didn't have any picks. I don't know if our plan worked, Logan. <laughs> I mean, I have a question. Does a division winner make the playoffs? Yes. Because if that's the case, then we need to blow this thing up immediately. Like I'm saying, like today and fix it. Because kind of fun though. Who like who's gonna be the winner? And not to mention those guys are playing for more money in the regular season. Let's be honest, they're not coming. They're not winning that money for one. (laughs) For two, hey, sometimes this happens in the NFL where you have shitty divisions. Remember when like the Seahawks won like yep. eight, like six games and were division champs and went to the playoffs and hosted a playoff game. That's like sometimes the, and it, it ebbs and flows, just how, how it works, you know? So I don't, I don't think it's catastrophic that that has happened. However, I, I, I do think it's actually, I think it's great because what it's going to do is it's going to make those four just absolute shithole teams be like, I actually don't have to beat 16 other teams. I just got to beat three other pieces of shit. Like, (laughs) I'm in. Let's roll. We can do this. And, you know, keep them engaged. Keep you moving. It is going to keep them engaged. This is what we want. This is perfect. Because do they want to drop to the Champions Conference? No, you haven't said You don't want to do that. You play just, yeah. Can I just tell you who the starting quarterbacks are in that division? Well, Geno Smith is one of them. Davis Mills is another, and Justin Fields is the other. So shit, misfits. After we just bagged on him with Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins, dude's yeah. gonna win the conference or win the yeah. win the division. Forget I said anything. Misfits in real good shape. Yeah, real good shape. <laughs> misfits are about to win the division. Awesome. I, I, I wonder if he. I wonder if he looked at that ahead of time and said, "Hey, I just need to get two <laughs> solid quarterbacks and like two other decent players." And I'm going to win a little bit of money this year. And then, oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and sit on Watson and Ridley for next year. I wouldn't put it past him. See, my whole life, my brother's been a moron. I really don't want to suddenly start to think he's some, like, fantasy savant who's, like, literally playing, like, <laughs> eight-dimensional chess building his teams here. Like, let's not do that. Please don't don't break me by talking about him that way. Wow. Strong words. Well. This this will be fun. There's one thing that I did want to call out. Oh boy. No. No, 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 no. We'll talk more about me in a minute. Um 5A Bastards basically just said, Yeah, nah, not gonna do keepers. I'm good. <laughs> just gonna so, blue 32, too, to be fair. But yeah, um, 5A was just like, nope. Let's and, blow it up. And ended up building a pretty darn good team in the process like surprisingly good for going in truly blank slate and i i don't know if there's like an award a draft award for biggest surprise but based on expectations going in i want to give him a little bit of credit because i think his team's really solid for going into it only having who like Trevor Lawrence was Trevor Lawrence. DP. That was it, right? That, yeah. He didn't keep anybody else. No, yeah. no. And his like he'll compete. He'll win some games for sure. 
to be fair, I don't know if he had anybody else who was worth keeping. His team was was rough last year. I mean, Devontae Parker, maybe for a ninth, if you think he's going to re, you know, reemerge in New England. Marvin Jones was a ninth, no. Edwards Alaire was a second, hell no. I mean, he had nobody to actually keep. What round did Ayuk go in? He, he could have kept him for a fifth. So, so, yes, let's give him credit, but he also had a horseshit team last year. But, hey, you know what? Got it done. Let's see Trevor Lawrence light the world on fire this year. Is he still on Jacksonville? Is Urban Meyer still their coach? That'll work out. Well, okay, so one thing, though, I've noticed on a decent number of teams now, and this actually doesn't include Scott, because I like Cole Komet. I liked him last year, and I like him this year. He's but great. um, I know. I mean, he but he he has he has like actual upside. Look, teams that don't have a tight end like at all, as in this team with Irv Smith Jr., who like I mean, sure he could have he could, he could catch sixty balls for six hundred yards, but he's not going to do more than that. Come on, for the most part, I'm, I think we can all agree that's more than that is not super likely. That's a serious problem because like. TE is one of the most consistent scoring positions, you know, you can have. And if you're not investing anything in it at all, like I get people think I'm dumb for not having a second quarterback or something like that, but not having a TE at all, as I've noticed on some of these teams, that to me is way more ridiculous. Like, I don't know why. Don't know why people do that. Agreed. That's a fair point. Some might say you need three. (laughs) Well, I was just, I was just clicking through to be like, who doesn't have tight ends? And we gave freelancers a lot of shit, but he ended up with Hawkinson and Pitts. Yeah. I mean, I'm those telling you, freelancers, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing He's going to have a lot of decisions because that's super flex. Yeah. He has Stafford and Wilson. And then, I mean, Hawkinson and Pitts look, can put up numbers. Yeah. Look at this team Stafford, Wilson, Josh Jacobs will probably be solid, if not spectacular. <laughs> if, McCaff- if McCaffrey's healthy, great. I mean, then he's got Tyreek Hill and a bunch of people who could be good. Um, and then the two TE thing, this is a really solid team. Definitely the best team Lance has drafted yeah. since <laughs> since Obama was president. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think uh, I love, and I'm not a, I'm not a true OG, but I'm, I'm close-ish <laughs> to it, yeah. having Bobby and Lance in the same division for me, and squats, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that is a fun (laughs) piece that some of us will care about, which is which is is really cool. You've been doing this for 17 years. I think it's really cool. Great, I agree 100 percent though, Bobby. Uh Logan. Why do I keep saying Logan? God damn it. Guys in my head. Uh (laughs) freelancer's team looks fantastic. He will have to make the tough decision every week. Does he start Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford, one of those guys in the super flex, instead of deploying his two tight end strategy? That's right. going to be a tough call. Yeah. Uh, but I do, you know, his wide receivers aren't great, uh, but he's got Tyreek Hill, like we talked about. I think he could easily flip TJ Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts, or if he really wanted to, one of his quarterbacks for a really good wide receiver. Yeah. So the Lancers is going to be there at the end of the season. I think between Logan, Scott, Freelancers, we've talked about three of the teams that are going to be there in the final four at the end. Yeah, I don't think Scott will. <laughs> Well, on that note, we could keep talking forever and Logan could keep putting little comments out there just to piss us off. But you know what's next? The games. The games are next. Wait, is, don't, we, don't we have a responsibility to like make our prediction on who's going to be the league champion? Isn't that part of like the post-draft pod? Everyone kind of gives their... Do we do that? Sure. Do we do that? Is that a thing? <laughs> I think it is. I think want, I think we played pick... the tape back from last year. At least a couple of us picked Scott to win it all last year, and kind of feels like the same this year with Logan. I'm not picking Logan. So, do we want to pick the champion or the what? What are we picking? Hmm. Let's say championship. Okay, I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? Logan's going first. Yeah, Logan can go first because we know where he's, his head's at. Yeah, I mean, I would uh, I would agree that uh, freelancers is just so good. Um, I, I think they have probably the best team in the league, um, followed m- maybe closely by Craig. 
And okay. so we go. for for my championship, I'm gonna say that I'll beat Derek. All <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, you know, so here's the deal. I'll go. I, I think I agree. I think freelancers on paper might, and this is not hyperbole. I think they might be as good, if not better, than Logan. Oof. It's tight to me. I can but I actually I, say this not to interrupt. I would you just interrupted. Yeah. Well, that's I was being polite by saying what I said. Um I think if we go position by position for starter, my team's probably better. I think, I think his bench is much stronger overall, and a couple injuries or something goes a little awry with my team, and it falls apart quickly. I think, I think he has That's a lot more durability along the way, which will probably be super helpful to him. And I mean that as a a sincere analysis, not just a trying to be be nice for no reason. I like it. Well, so here I'm going to be mean. I don't believe in freelancers in season management of his team. Mm-hmm. It worries me quite a bit. I think he'd um, probably agree with you. Yes. <laughs> so here we go. I got this might surprise you. I have actually birds of prey in my finals. We haven't talked about him a lot, but I, I like what he's doing and I think he's engaged and he can he can make this happen coming out of that conference or that division. Um, and I, I do think, if I'm being honest, I think Logan's team will be there. I'm going to say uh, Birds of Prey takes it down for his first championship. Wow. I like it. Just to clarify, uh, Derek is 5A Bastards for those who are not. Who, 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 everybody who's going to be listening to this, you. check yeah. out 5A Bastards versus Logan in the championship. Bobby, go ahead. Um. I, my top three teams are going to be Lance, end up, I mean, Freelancers, NWO, and whatever Dan's team is called. Um, Dan's two times champ shitty team, right. Um, in terms of who's going to be there in the finals, I'm probably going to say, you know what, just, just to, even though it sounds like I'm sucking up because you're both here, but I'm just going to feed the fan the flames. I think it's going to be Dan and Logan in the final. And probably the league is just gonna going to explode, and neither of them are gonna win. <laughs> Nobody actually will be crowned. <laughs> See, I think I, I, like I like where it. Scott went with the in-season management because I do think uh, of anybody, I will put the most. Well, I shouldn't say time and effort, but something along those lines. Since I'm always at my way more than I will. That's yeah. So I think I think that's where my I just do what the app tells me to do. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Auto set. Thank you. <laughs> Side note, I, I signed up for RotoWire this year. Talk about a waste of money. Jesus. Luckily <laughs> I, I did the free deposit on monkey knife fight. And luckily I won a big bet on women's tennis. So at least <laughs> I got some money. <laughs> As but uh, hey Bobby I appreciate it. Um I, I, I was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was looking at Bobby and I was also looking at uh, squats, birds of prey, uh, Scott as well. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Logan NWO over birds of prey in the championship um, is, is what's, what it's going to be. So I think, I think Bobby, if he's being honest, it's, N, it's NWO as well. So I think we've got three of us picking up NWO. Scott's doing the, the, what is it sporting news or one of those those publications that likes to do something different that's yeah. that's the route scott's going with birds Scott, scott's going contrary scott's going contrarian that's fine you know i'm the yeah. skip bayless of the uh oh, shut up <laughs> i can't wait for luke to listen to this and literally spend a hundred hours on this league over the next few months and and somehow beat us all now i know he doesn't go six and seven and yeah yeah he's well, you know what? Six and it's eight, interesting yeah. he's going to win that division like we already established. So he'll yeah. be there yep. um, and we'll see what happens. So Watson, we'll be back. Shit. One last question for everyone oh, before boy. we go. This, this is like Jutang Clan over under 2.5 wins. <laughs> That's a serious line that I'm throwing out there right now. Under. 2.5. Yeah, I'm going under. Under. 
There's no way they win more than two games. There just isn't. Yeah, minus no 115, I'll take it. Give it. Give me all of it. I'll go over only because so oh, they're the contrarian now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'll, I'll go over just because so the three, they have three good wide receivers like who can like they'll, pro- they'll probably two of them will have monster weeks like twice so that gets you two wins and then you come up with a third win somewhere that's how you get to three i'm, I'm i'll say over <laughs> yeah you know what he'll, he'll end up with he'll a waiver wire quarterback yeah. or yeah. uh or desmond ritter will be starting there at some point i think right that's, right or the problem okay. is even if he's starting there he's gonna want to dp him so he's only gonna play him three times but maybe there's <laughs> your three wins in the middle of the season or sorry lance mccaffrey gets hurt in game two and dante oh. foreman runs rough shot over the whole league that gets you three wins too so that, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem unlikely at all okay bobby i hear you i hear you good, good line logan good line all right with that we could talk forever we're having a good time but we got to end the pot at some point or nobody will ever listen again so thank you all for staying up late after this honestly i've been thinking about dynasty time since like 9 a.m. It's it's been a long day. Thank, thank you for of... all that you do, Scott. We appreciate yes. it. It's 100%. been a long day. Um, and I will say, not many hitches. We had the little yeah. hitch because Jute and Clan didn't want to keep someone. Yeah, and I almost erased the whole league. But other than that, <laughs> you should have just erased his team. It probably would have done us all a favor. <laughs> I agree uh but yeah so thanks everyone the trades were fun and i'm glad we're doing that uh next year though so i do think if we're in person it makes a lot of sense to do this deadline draft day if we're not in person i do wonder if it should be like a couple days before i don't know i say that but today was fun so who knows um rosters need to be legal if you're still listening you have till Sunday. I'll email you and Slack you and everything else. So, yeah, you'll know. Uh, anything else anyone wants to say before we leave? And our next pod will be after week one. So, after Logan's 0 and 1. I just wanted to take a second to thank you once again for all that you yeah. do uh-huh. to make this such a fun and enjoyable experience for so, so many of us. Gotten to know so many great people over the past few years. And really you've you've built a built a nice little family here and the the it's it's means a lot to me to be a part of it and i'm just so thankful to you and to everyone that's a part of dynasty time so thank you for allowing me to join and be a part of this and i hope everyone has a wonderful year and may all your players stay healthy and we all have a a really good time together thank you wow See, when he gets serious, it's kind of like like a teacher at school. Oh, and you're man. like, are you being serious right now? Are you being funny? Like, Shut I got into a lot of there. trouble in high school, like, joking with teachers. And he's like, no, I'm actually fucking serious right now. Uh, so it kind of has that vibe. But, but uh, you know, if, if he is being sincere, I think I, think I, I, actually, I actually echo the sentiments. Uh, I, I have moments of gratitude yeah. mixed in with everything else, and I mean that sincerely. So I love it. Really hey, thank you, everyone. I believe Scott's been running this league for half of his life. So when you put it that way, that's well, either super impressive or not really fucking sad. It's not true yet. Uh, so <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. 17 years and you're it's 34, bad. right? Yep. So bye bye sales guy math. Fuck uh, is legit. What and I'm doing with my it's life. kind of it, it, it's it is pretty cool to send. I mean, Logan, I'm right with you 100 percent I would I mean Bobby and Lance, for example, we've known each other for a long time, literally just because of this league. Yep, it's true. I mean, maybe we would have met at Scott's wedding for a day, but you know, or at his bachelor party, that was fun too. But that was also more fun because we had the freaking fantasy league. So, uh, hey, Scott's responsible for all of that. So I appreciate it. Good shit. Back. That's enough. We're good. Um, Let's have let's have a great year. Um, And yeah, we'll we'll see you after week one. This will be great. Woo! All right, we'll see you guys later. Peace. See ya.